I don't know if y'all knew this or not. Let me remind some people in the room. It's Valentine's Day. Hey, anybody? Who forgot Valentine's Day? Honestly, who forgot? You did. Hey, we got you a. Hold on, I gotta do this side so you can still hear me. Hey, we got you a. Uh, we got you a flower that your girls are gonna give to your wife. All right, so you're good. All right, you're good. Anybody else forget it? If y'all got kids, y'all are taken care of. See, we look out for you if you got kids. If you don't have kids, then I'm sorry. I was gonna say go have kids, but like get married first and all that good stuff. Process and steps, right? Process and steps. Can I, can I use y'all as my counseling session uh, this morning? I need a counseling session. I have a three-year-old. Y'all, y'all know that about me. Uh, I, need to talk about, I need to talk about Piper a little bit uh, because in the, last, in the last about two weeks, week and a half, two weeks, um, I've almost drop-kicked two little boys, and my daughters made me cry. <laughs> like, literally, I don't care how old they are. Like, I want to pick them up like a football and kind of punt them. So, yeah, yours is one of them. I'm, to, I'm telling the story now. Uh, so we were, we were over at, at Stephen and Lisa's house. Y'all give it up for Miss Lisa one more time for making all the chai for everybody in the room. Listen, I've had it. It's phenomenal. See, a little, a little, another Valentine's Day gift. If you forgot to give your wife something, just give her the chai. Stephen, you can't give the chai that your wife made back to her, all right? So you, you can't do that. But we were over at Stephen and Lisa's house, and uh, I, I tell you what, y'all know when kids get quiet, there's something going on. They were in a little playroom, they were laughing, they were making noise, and, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it got really, really quiet. And so, me and Steven, we kind of walked down the hallway, and we peeked around the corner, and this is what I saw. It broke my heart. I saw Piper and Matt laying in the bed, reading a book, and her little head was on his shoulder. I walked around the corner so fast, I said, Piper Gray, get up out of the bed right now. We do not lay in the bed with boys. She looked at me, she goes, I'm so sorry, Daddy. I looked at Mac, I said, I'm watching you, boy. Like, I drop-kicked the kid. A couple days later, a couple days later, we're at the house. Piper's playing, and I'm playing with her. I'm like, yeah, this is a great time. She's like, father, daughter. She looks at me, she goes, Daddy, I want to play with Rainer. I said, Rainer? Who, who's Rainer? Rainer's a little boy that is at the gym, and they've come to church a couple times. Y'all might be in overflow right now. So this is what I did. I text his dad, Josh, and I said, Josh, we got a problem. My daughter is asking for your son. I saw a little bubbles popped up, pop up. Now, Josh, Josh is about 6'5", about 235. If y'all seen him, he's got like, he calls it a squirrel tail, not a rat tail. Got some shaved heads, or his shaved head. I saw a little bubbles pop up. I'm like, oh, man, I just poked a bear. I just made his dad mad. I don't care. That's my daughter. He, he texts back. He said, that is a problem. He goes, you do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm like, Good. I'm about to drop kick your son too. Yesterday, yesterday I'm, I'm sitting with my daughter. And, uh, oh, babe, were you going? Yeah, you were making deliveries. You were making your box deliveries. And, uh, again, we're in, the, we're in the living room. And I made her breakfast. And, and she's eating some waffles with some syrup. And she doesn't like, she doesn't like eating her waffles and syrup with her hair down. She's a, she's a little prima donna. So, she goes, Daddy, she brought me a little hair tie. She goes, Daddy, will you put my hair up? I said, yes, ma'am. So I got down. I was like, babe, you're so beautiful. Your hair is getting so long. She looked over her, her shoulder. She goes, I know, Daddy, I'm growing up. Girl, you're not growing up. You are my little daughter. <laughs> like, stop growing <laughs> Valentine's Day. Like, no. So from, from this day forward, every Valentine's Day forward, I'm putting every little boy on notice. If y'all got little boys, I'm putting y'all on notice. Like, I'm protecting my daughter. I don't know what happened. Where's my girl dads? Y'all, like, is that a real emotion? Like, man, I don't, anybody got any older daughters? Any older? Darren, I almost, I almost threw that story in about me texting you and about what you text back, but I didn't want to embarrass your daughter. 
But he said he had guns. So, you know, his daughter turned six, 15, 16, 15. No, I'm not ready for that. You have to counsel me. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not ready. But, but even with those mixed emotions, right, even though I like got, got a little defensive, even though like my heart broke with my daughter, I, I look at my daughter and I look at my family and I realize how blessed I am. I, I realize that the life that the Lord is kind of playing out for me and, and man, it's, it's so, it's so beautiful and I'm, I'm grateful and, and I'm thankful. And oftentimes, if we're not careful, we'll let those moments pass without sharing them. We'll, we'll, we'll let those moments pass without adding them to our testimony or adding them to our story. If you've been with us the past few weeks, we've been in the book of Exodus and we've been talking about the Israelites and, and we've been sharing their story. We've been walking through their story. So I want to pick back up and, and uh, I'm thankful from where I've come from to the life that I have now. And, and I think that's kind of how the Israelites felt. See, if I catch you up, I'll give, go ahead and give you the title. If you were taking notes, go ahead and type down or write down the title. The title of today's message is, it's time to sing your song. So let's pick back up with the Israelites. See, God talked to Moses through the burning bush, right? And Moses went to Egypt and he said, hey, Pharaoh, let my people go. And, and we, we discussed that over the next year, there were 10 plagues that kind of wreaked havoc on the Egyptians and on the Israelites. We got to that last plague. We got, we got to the Passover, right, covered, covered by the blood. And, and Pharaoh say, says, okay, enough is enough. You, you can leave. You can leave. I'm setting you free. And we talked about it at church a couple weeks ago. The very things that you are set free from are the things that will try to chase you down. The, the very things that you've got freedom from are the very things that will try to chase you down. So the Israelites are being chased by the Egyptian army. They're chased. They're trapped, and they're confused. They find themselves in this moment where their back's against the Red Sea, against this body of water that they can't get across. And if they look over their shoulder, the Egyptian army is coming right at them. And they're going, is, it, is this it? God, God, did you just free me so that I could die? This way, Scripture says that the Israelites cried out, weren't there enough burial sites in Egypt for us to die? Why did you bring us out here for us to die. If we continue to read their story and their testimony, the Red Sea parts, one million Israelites make their way through the body of water. And as the Egyptians came barreling down, the bodies of water closed and wiped them away. And, and the Israelites were truly free in that moment. So let's pick up with the scripture because that's where we are in the story. God rescues his people, but, but now what? Exodus chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given, given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. So let's take a look at, at some things that are tied together in this verse. Let me try to connect some dots for you. Again, that was a song, but what was, what was the main themes? The main themes were strength, song, victory, and praise. Strength, song, victory, and praise. Can I tell you this morning that your strength is directly tied to your song? 
Your strength in Jesus is directly tied to the song that you sing. In church, I just want to remind us that it's time for us to open our mouth. It's time for us to sing our song. It's time for us to tell our story, to tell our testimony, because your testimony as an individual matters. Sure, as a collective church, it matters, but you matter. You matter. You matter. And the reality of it is, for some reason, we remove ourselves from the group as if we don't matter. We can celebrate other stories, but we have trouble celebrating our own. We can celebrate the freedom that God gives to other people, but, but we can't celebrate our own freedom. And, and we have phrases like this, my story isn't as good as theirs. My, my, my life isn't as phenomenal as theirs. God didn't radically save me like he did someone else. My song isn't worth singing. My life isn't spectacular. But the song you sing is directly tied to your strength. I want to give you a few illustrations this morning. Coach Jackson Y'all give it up for Coach Jackson. Go ahead and make your way down here. Y'all thought I was getting on this thing. I'm going to bring somebody down here who can really lift some weight. Because I can't. But here's the thing. Y'all ever, anybody, anybody love going to the gym? I know we got some gym people in here. Got some gym. Y'all, y'all, when you go to the gym, y'all, y'all know those days where you're just feeling good. Coach, you can go ahead and have a seat. You're about to lift some weight. Go ahead and warm up. Do what you got to do. But you go into the gym. And it's that day. Coach, you know what I'm talking about. We go through a whole cycle, six to eight weeks. Jake puts us through the bad place, right? (laughs) And then it's like, finally, we get to PR, right? Or or we're we're trying to PR. We're going to max out. And and, and when we put some weight on the bar, Pat, you know what I'm talking about. Put that heavy heavy weight on the bar, though, right? Relatively speaking, yours is always heavier than mine. Ben, your wife lifts more more than you. Um, That's okay. She lifted more than both of us on, what was it, Wednesday? Looked over at her like, daggum, she got the same weight on the bar that I do. <laughs> I, better, I better slow down. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to partner with her. But you walk into the gym, and it's, it's all right, today, today I'm going to lift some heavyweight. Today I'm, I'm going to PR, and if you're like me, you like blasting music. And, and see, what I do, I either blast the music in the gym or I have headphones in. So, so when you PR, you got to play songs like this right here. And I... Think you can you think you can PR to this song love you I feel like right now y'all can keep it playing because I feel like what I need is a box of chocolate and a Hallmark movie <laughs> right and I ain't be sitting in my bed like thinking about my Valentine <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying all right y'all can cut that mess off because your strength is directly connected to your song. So if you play a song like this, maybe, maybe you'll get a little more hype. And so if you're like me, then you start bumping a little bit of music. I, I can, I can, y'all, I told y'all to crank it up. Like, I gotta, I gotta pump this man up. Like, I don't know about you, but if I hear this song, like, I can, I can almost, I can almost get ready to hit some PRs. I can almost get ready to hit some PRs. Why? Because your strength is directly related to the song that you're singing. Some of you are wondering why you're not getting past a certain phase in your life. It's because you're singing the wrong song. Some, some of you are wondering why you can't get that breakthrough that you want to really experience, that you sing other people experience. It's because you got the wrong soundtrack playing in your head. Because you have this, you have this fixed mindset that, man, it's not going to be me. You got this fixed mindset like, God can't show up in my life. You got this fixed mindset like, there's nothing that I can do but... 
Here's the reality. If you want to increase your strength, we have to increase our song. Let me help you write your song this morning. I've told y'all before, I need, I'm going to get in trouble if I keep saying this, but Christians are becoming too soft. Christians are just becoming too soft. I'm going to get a shirt made. It's like Christians are becoming soft. But they're also becoming the, this woe is me Christian. Like anybody ever watched Winnie the Pooh? I've mentioned this before. You've got that Eeyore mentality. Like, whoa, oh, man, it's just this is the way my life is going to be. Like I hate watching Eeyore. Like I hate listening to Eeyore. Like Eeyore makes me depressed. It's like you're cute, dude, but like I, I don't like listening to you. Like I, I, don't like, I don't like it at all. But we've got to get out of our own heads, and we have to remember that we're in control, that we control our emotions, and we control our thought processes. The difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. If you want to increase your strength, you have to increase your, or your song because your level of praise determines your breakthrough. Your level of praise determines your breakthrough. Coach, I told you I'd, I was going to give you like a couple warm-up reps, all right? So go ahead and hit the bar. Hey, by the way, this is Jenna's bar, so it's a 35-pound bar. She looked at me, y'all, this is my wife's bar. My wife lifts weights. Y'all give it up for her. Do something. Like, doggone. All right, so go ahead and warm up a little bit. Give it up for him. That's all you need. I know, right? So your level, your level of strength, go ahead and get where you need to get because we're putting, we putting a lot of weight on this bar, all right? So level, your level of strength is directly related to your song. If you want to get stronger, you have to lift heavy weight. What, what we know about working out is you don't get strong without lifting heavy. Now, heavy is relative, right? Like heavy can be different for everyone, but, but you don't get strong unless you lift heavy. So, so man, I threw some five-pound weights on here. Now, this is going to make a little noise when you, when you lift it. So can you rep out like five quick reps for me and just rep those out? I want you all to listen. I want you all to listen to, to the noise. That's cute. <laughs> like, like that's, that's, could, you imagine, could you imagine if we were in the gym? We're like, oh, yeah, let's get it, bro. We're, we're PRing. We throw the fives on there. It's like clink, <laughs> clink, clink. Darius, help me out. Grab those 45s, those big daddies right there. Those Cadillacs, go ahead and hand me. Oh, yeah. Y'all hear, that's a, that's a different noise. Oh, you two-handing that thing. All right, different noise. Go ahead and slide that one on for me. You ready? You sure you're warm? All right. All right, I need you to bust out. You better make it sound good. Uh, we got a little. I want y'all to listen, I want y'all to, listen to, to the difference in the noise. Oh, he's getting, oh, man. Back. Y'all hear that? Like, y'all, it's a, it's a little different, right? There's a little tink in there. So here, here, here's the deal. Your, your level of strength is determined by the weight that you have on the bar. See, some of us, us want to get stronger in our, our worship life and in our praise life, but the only time we worship is that 15-minute set on Sunday morning when you walk into church. And we wonder why we're not getting stronger. We have those five-pound plates on. Oh, man, I, I want to have, have a deeper devotional life, so I'm going to take notes on Sunday, but, but for some reason we're not getting in the Word Monday through Saturday. Hey, I, I, I want to get stronger in my walk with Jesus, but, but for some reason we're scared, to, we're scared to put on the weight. We're scared to get after it sometimes. Oh, I, don't, I, don't know if I, can, I don't know if I can follow Jesus like that. that that's too heavy. I, I don't know if I can commit 30 minutes a day like that. That seems like it's too long. I don't know if I can commit an hour a day. That seems too long, so I'm going to stick to five-pound plates. I'm going to stick to what's comfortable. I'm going to stick to what I 
No. But then we also have, we also have the gym talker. Now, we don't have it so much at a CrossFit gym because we do CrossFit. And it's CrossFit, right? But those Globo gyms, I know some of y'all go to those. Some of are like, what's a Globo gym? But y'all been to the gym and, and you walk in and you see the guy that's like doing cardio because he's doing laps around the gym. Like he's not really lifting weights. Like he gets all of his weights out. He gets his barbell out, he gets all the weights, and he puts them on, and he lifts it one time, and then he walks around for 30 minutes talking to people. You can't just talk about it. You've got to be about it. You can't just talk about following Jesus. You've got to be about it. You can't talk about getting strong and putting weight on the bar. You've got to put in the work. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but you can't let a worship leader worship for you. So, so here, here's the thing. Worship isn't osmosis. It doesn't rub off on you. Paul can stand up here and Paul can be vulnerable. Paul can tell you something that he's been dealing with in his life for the last four months. And he can pour his heart out to you. And Paul can worship the Lord God Almighty. But that's not you worshiping. Corey can get up here and jam out on the guitar. You're like, Corey jams out. And it's not like he's put on a show for you guys. He, that's his act of worship. Sean can jam out playing drums. That's his act of worship. That's their act of worship, not yours. Want to step on some toes? Is that all right? Can I, can I step on just, just a, a few toes? If we're not careful, we fall into this worship pornography where we watch other people's intimacy with God. We, we watch other people experience God. We watch other people step into a relationship with God, and for some reason, we stand on the sidelines going, man, I want that so bad. I'm just going to watch them worship God opposed to themselves worshiping the Lord God Almighty. Misnomers to worship. A couple misnomers. Worship is just these fuzzy feels. It's a misnomer. Worship is passive. It's a misnomer. See, the Bible says that warriors are worshipers. That warriors are, are worshipers. What were the Israelites? The Israelites in Egypt, what were they? They were slaves. But then when they came out of Egypt, what did they have to be? They had to be warriors. They fought battle after battle after battle after battle until they stepped into the promised land. But what, what was it that changed them from slaves to warriors? From slaves to warriors, it was their praise. It was their act of worship. So what does this mean? Church, it's time for us to open our mouth and declare it. It's time for us to worship. Exodus 15.1 says this, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. Church, they opened their mouth and they said, I will sing to the Lord. Your song should be about now. We've grown comfortable with other people's songs of victory. We, we've grown comfortable singing someone else's lyrics. We've gone, grown comfortable just watching other people worship God. But what has God brought you through? What is God currently bringing you through? Maybe he's bringing you through bitterness. Sing the song. Maybe he's brought you through an unhealthy relationship. Sing the song. Maybe he's mending your marriage. Sing the song. Maybe he's giving you more clarity on decisions than ever before. Start singing your song. But always, 
always, always, always remember that your weakness is God's strength. That, that your weakness is God's strength. Exodus chapter 15 verse 2 says, The Lord is my strength and my song. See, if we just put the barbell here, we can lift that. Coach, if I just had the barbell there for you, you would probably rely on your ability, right? I, I can do that. I, I can lift this barbell. It's not, it's not that heavy. We want to point out our strengths. He's a big dude. He can bench press. I can handle this. I'm, I'm decent at bench press. This is something I can do. The bar isn't too heavy, but then we add weight, and we add weight. Darius, go ahead and grab those 35s. Can we slap those on there? We're getting heavy now. My, close to my max, anyway. Hand me, hand me that other one for you. Clanging and banging. Yeah. Hey, y'all should have seen Darius over here lifting this morning. I was just messing around. I threw some weight on. I was like, Darius, lift this. He's like, all right. <laughs> he just got... <laughs> Dang, dude, you're kind of strong. Coach, go ahead and hit, hit that a couple times for me. We add weight. We add weight. We add weight. Y'all give it up for him. Y'all be the soundtrack. There we go. All right, let's go ahead and add some more weight. So go ahead and grab those 25s. You know what? Just go ahead and grab everything. We're going to grab every, every weight that we have up here. Go ahead and grab those. I'll take that. So we add weight, and we add weight. And coach is like, I'm trying to do the math in, trying to do the math in my head. See, if I just put all 45s on, I know you can do. We can do 45-pound math. We can't do, like, we got fives and tens and, and two and a half. It's just like, I don't know. It's a 35-pound bar, too, but you know, don't let that mess you up. All right, so we keep adding weight. We keep adding weight. Make sure it's even on both sides. Is it even? Come on, Darius, you're messing him up. Grab me that one right there. That's a lot of weight. Coach, you, you warm? You about to be. But we add weight, and we add weight. I'll give you a little bump because this is kind of a ready one. Two, three, here we go. Oh, that one's getting a little slower. Y'all give it up for him. Give it a little slower. Give me one more. Give me one more. There we go. Let's go ahead and rack it. Baby, that's a lot of weight on your bar. <laughs> it's 300 pounds. We add weight and, and we add weight, but, but he's strong at bench press. So, but, so he, knows, he knows that he can handle it. Gabe, where are you? Come on, Gabe. Go ahead and get down here. Y'all give it up for Gabe real quick. No, I'm going to need you. Pat, go ahead and come down here too. Pat, go ahead and sit in, that, sit in that front chair for me, Pat. Gabe, come on down here. Go ahead and come down here. Oh, yeah, you can swap out with Gabe. It's Gabe's turn to bench 300 pounds. Go ahead, you go, you go sit there. Yeah, go ahead and sit down. Go ahead and sit down. See, we rely on our strengths. When coach is lifting, it's, it's different. Y'all's eyes are getting big. Don't lay down yet because that's a lot of weight under that bar. All right, don't. <laughs> that's a lot of weight. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says this. Jesus is speaking. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power... My power, God's power, is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness. Paul figures something out. He says, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness. I, Paul says, I delight in insults. I delight in hardships. I delight in persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul had it. Figured out. Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect 
and weakness. What if God wants to use you? Your response is, not a good communicator. God says, good, I can use that. I, I get a little nervous in front of crowds. God says, good, I can use that. I was thumbing through an old Bible. One of the first ones that I ever got, got in 11th grade. In 12th grade, I gave my testimony for the first time. First line was this. I'm shy, and I don't like getting in front of people. Y'all ever believe I was shy? <laughs> first line of the first sermon that I've ever preached. I don't like getting in front of crowds. God says, good, I can use that. I have a stuttering problem. I'm not talking about Moses. I'm talking about the speech therapy that I had to take in elementary school because your boy would just fumble over words. God says, good, I can, I can use that. I have anger issues. God says, that's okay. I can, I can work with that. I'm not too good with people. God says, that, that's okay. I can, I can work with that. I'm new to following Jesus. God says, that's even better how many others can find life through you. I've had a rough past. God says, I like that. Let's reach out to your old circles so that they can find freedom as well. I'm still trying to figure out myself. God says, good. Let me help you find the real purpose of your life. Sometimes I feel like I'm alone in this journey, God says, look around because I've already helped you find family. Maybe you walked in lonely today. Maybe you walked in feeling like you're facing the world on your own. And, and, and Brittany walked up and she said, hey, let me tell you about groups and let me tell you about this community. Don't you dare walk out of the door feeling lonely because we are a church and a family that wants to surround you. Find family. Because it's in my weakness in my weakness, he's made strong. See, Stephen, Coach Jackson, and I, we work out together. I, I, know, I know his strengths. I, I know what he can do. I, I, know that, I know that 300 is nothing for him. I, I, know that, I know that he can lift this. Let me, ask, let me ask you this, Gabe. Gabe, you ever lifted 300 pounds? No, never. Gabe, when's the last time you bench pressed? Been a while. Been a while. Like, been a long while, huh? Jesus, I've never led a group before. I, I, can't, I can't do that. Jesus, it's been a long time since I've been in the church. I can't, I can't do that. Jesus, I've never, I've never lifted 300 pounds before. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Jesus, there's, there's, no, there's no way I can do this. There, there's no way in my own ability that I can do this. Maybe he's talking to somebody this morning. And maybe when Brittany says something along the lines of, hey, if you want to start a group, then man, come see me and let's do what you love with people that you love. And you were all about it when she said it, but the enemy crept in and you started having those thoughts like, oh, I can't, can't do that. I, I can't do this. You fill in your own blank because your boy has his own things that he can't do. Zach Witt has his own things that when he looks at him, he can't do it. Be honest with yourself. You've got some things in your life that you're going, ah, I can't do that, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to avoid it. I, I, I can't get over those emotions, so I'm just, going to, I'm just going to put those skeletons in my closet, and I just, I, just don't want to, I just don't want to deal with them. Jesus, I've never witnessed to anyone before. I, I can't do that. Jesus, I'm not a good communicator. I can't stand in front of other people. Jesus, I'm, I'm inexperienced. I can't take that job promotion because I don't know what I'm doing. Ooh, I didn't think I was going to get emotional doing this. Pat, go ahead and come up here. Go ahead and stand on that side. Coach, we stand on this side? Yeah, whichever side. It don't matter. 
He's big. Gabe, go ahead and lay down. Gabe, you got to trust me. You trust me? You better be trusting them because... Pat, you strong enough to lift this? I don't either. Coach, you strong enough? We'll see. Gabe, you got to trust me. Gabe, you about to bench 300 pounds. You ready? Hey, somebody's about to lead a group. You got to trust him. Somebody's about to leave someone in a salvation prayer, and they're about to step into a relationship with Jesus. But you got to trust him. Jesus said, I don't care how strong you are, because it's in your weakness that I'm made strong. You just got to trust me. You ready, Gabe? Y'all better pray for this boy. Let's go. You ready? One, two, three. Let's bench it. Come on. All the way down to the chest. All the way down. And you got to, Jesus says, you just got to trust me. You just got to trust me. I'm going to help you lift this thing up. You just got to trust me. I don't care how tired you get. You just got to trust me. You just got to trust me. Because in your weakness, in your weakness, I'm made strong. In your weakness, I'm made strong. Y'all give it up for Gabe. Y'all give it up for Coach. Y'all give it up for Pat. Jesus says, you got to trust me. You got to trust me where you lack. I will make you whole. Where you think you're inadequate, I will make you whole. Where you think you're not enough, I will make you whole. When you think you can't lift anymore, I'm just going to bring other people around you. And you, you can get tired. That's okay. You can think you're not strong enough. I'll just keep changing people out. I'll just keep bringing my power around you. We have to sing the song of his power. Exodus chapter 15, verse 3. The Lord is a warrior. Pharaoh's chariots and his army have been hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them and they sank into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. Your song should be defined by the power of God. Remind, remind the enemy who he's up against. Remind the enemy who he's facing because he's not, he's not facing you. He's facing God. He's not facing you. He, he's facing God. And there's no doubt that the enemy is going to send his best. Scripture says that the best of Pharaoh's officers were thrown into the sea. The enemy will always send his best attack at you. But remind the enemy, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Hey, enemy, I'm not a good communicator. Hey, enemy, I do have some anger issues. Hey, enemy, I am dealing with some stuff in, in my life, but you know what? You know what? That, that's okay. Because it's in, it's in my weakness that he's made strong. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell people. Go ahead and tell people that I, I used to have a stuttering problem. That, that's okay. Go ahead and tell people that, that I still have a stuttering problem sometimes. That, that's okay. Go, go ahead and tell somebody that I get angry sometimes. That, that's okay. Because when you tell people about that, Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses. I, I delight in insults. Insult me. That's okay. I delight in hardships. Four months. Four months. That's okay. You know why? Because God's faithful. You, you know why? Because God's going to bring you out on the other side of this thing. 
I, I don't know, I don't know what the future holds, but I know that God is faithful. I don't know what your family looks like next year, but I know God's faithful. I, I, I don't know what I don't know what six months looks like from now, but I know Maddie Joe is in there smiling, playing with Piper Gray. I don't know, I don't know what the future looks like, but I know that our daughters run around together, and I know that they smile, and I know that they're gonna have sleepovers, and I know me and Paul are gonna drop kick some boys when they come after them. I don't know. I don't know, but I know I know God's faithful. I know God's faithful that in hardship I'll rejoice. In persecution, I'm gonna rejoice. In difficulties, I'm gonna rejoice. For when I am weak, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. You're right. I am weak. I've never done this before. First time being a pastor. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. First church I've ever pastored. I don't know what I'm doing. Might not be qualified. But where I'm weak, where I'm weak, he's made strong. Where I'm inadequate, he's made strong. Maybe you're, whew, maybe you're in, in here today and you're saying, man, pastor, I, I still haven't, still haven't experienced that miracle. Man, it was a miracle that the Israelites were set free from bondage. That was a miracle. And may, I don't want to act like everything's roses and sunshine and butterflies, right? Maybe you're in here today and you're going, I hadn't experienced it. That's cool but I feel like that bar is sitting on my neck and it's crushing me. I, I need somebody, I need somebody to come around me. Exodus chapter 15 verse 20 says this, then Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine and led all the women as they played their tambourine and danced. Another word for tambourine is a hand drum, a hand drum. So, so the question I have is today, is who brought the drums? Who brought the drums? See, the women of that generation were so sure that God would perform a miracle that they brought the drums with them from Egypt. And if you don't feel like you're in a songwriting season, make sure you don't forget to bring the drums. I'm sure the drums felt like extra weight. I'm sure every time someone looked at the drums, they said, why in the world are we bringing drums? I'm sure that when they looked at the drums, they thought of their inadequacy. They thought that they weren't enough. But the reality of it is they took them anyway because they knew 